Welcome to Riding Tandem, a podcast about building businesses, leadership, and creating positive impact for our communities. I'm your host, Vivian Kavam, and I invite you to ride tandem with me as I have candid conversations with inspiring business owners, leaders, and experts who are building on their dreams and creating impact. Get ready to be encouraged and learn practical tactics to help us build successful businesses, become incredible leaders, and have positive ripple effect. Let's go. Welcome everyone to this episode of Writing Tandem. So lovely to have you here with us again, just tuning in to hear a really fabulous story today. And who I have with us today is a very interesting type of business, one that I love. A little spin different than a business I thought about starting, but who I have with me today is from Cup and Cone. And this is Amber and Jeremy Kochek, and they are proud members of the Bennington community, which is in Nebraska. And the Kochek's really wanted to create a space to bring people together through their business Cup and Cone, which you're probably already thinking, ooh, Cup and Cone, what might that be? It sounds delicious and it is. So coffee and ice cream and so much delightfulness. I did stop in there and had an affogato, which we will talk about more because that's, I love an affogato. But Cup and Cone is a family-run, community-driven type of business, which is awesome and part of why we wanted to have them here on the podcast. And one of the things I loved in the official bio on your guys' website is that you just said you're ready to serve happiness to you. And I was like, oh, that is so delightful. But a little bit more about Amber and Jeremy, and I'm going to jump in here. They've been married for 19 years, which applause for that. Thank that you. alone. Thank you. Super cool. 19 great years. Awesome. And you've been in the Bennington area about 15 years. So long standing community members mm-hmm. there in that area in Nebraska. And I love you have in here, you both lead busy lives. Amber, you're a full-time realtor. Yes. Is that right? And Jeremy, you're a firefighter. Correct. Is that full-time firefighter? Full-time. I actually work in the city of Lincoln, which is in Nebraska, the capital of Nebraska. And yeah, we work 24-hour shifts and we get 24 hours off and we do that for a a number of days. And then we get kind of a longer stretch, eight days off once that work sets over in a row. So it kind of gives me the flexibility to do a crazy business venture like this. Yeah. Which I'm excited to talk about the crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And you just added an element of crazy. So for people who may not know geographically the area because they listen from all over. Bennington and Lincoln are not close. About an hour drive. Yeah. But we're up there for 24 hours at a time. So I drive up in the morning, do my 24-hour shift, and then drive back the next day. So it's not really that bad of a commute. I leave the house at 5 o'clock in the morning. Our shift starts at 7. It gives me a little bit of time to wake up. And then when my 24-hour shift is over, it gives me some time to drive home and decompress and kind of get ready for family life after my firefighting schedule. That's highly interesting you say about getting up super early and then getting waking up on your drive. I also used to drive from Council Bluffs, so it would be a similar distance but the opposite direction of Bennington. So it was about an hour, 15 minutes door-to-door to to Lincoln. I used to drive to Lincoln. Yeah, It's a haul. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some people like it and some people don't. I couldn't do it. He loves it. I'm I'm not a driver, so yeah, I couldn't do it. And, you know, also living in Bennington and working in Lincoln, I, I kind of disconnect. When I'm not in Lincoln, mm-hmm. I'm not in Lincoln. You know, it's kind of different than working in the city that you live in full time like that. So that kind of, you're not running into, you know, somebody that you just took <laughs> to the hospital the next day or whatever. Uh-huh. So kind of gives you a little bit of disconnect, which is nice as well. That's really uh, interesting insight there because I know, especially 
myself, but also for my business partner, Michaela. She is from this community and her family's been from this community and we work in this community a lot and she can't go anywhere without, you know, running into someone, which is delightful in many ways. But I do think there are times where you're like, I just want to like have my, (laughs) want to have my coffee and ice cream and and left alone. Yeah. (laughs) I understand that. So speaking of coffee and ice cream. Cup and cone, coffee and ice cream. That's where it is now. Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's a great yeah. combination. When we were thinking about this, our, our dream was always ice cream shop. And then as we kind of talked through it, you know, ice cream is very seasonal. You still have people who eat it year round, mm. but we're thinking, okay, what else can we do to kind of offset that winter time where our ice cream will will drop? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why won't we, why not do coffee? Like it just makes mm-hmm. sense. So I think a lot of people looked at us a little strangely when we said that, like, I don't know, almost like they thought it was too much. Almost or... kind of like that. Oh, cool. Good luck with that yeah. type look, you know, just because it's too, I want to say almost two separate entities. Yes. You know, when you think of an ice cream shop or you think of a coffee shop, there's not a whole lot of businesses that we've, you know, really run into that do both. And it's, like I said, it's two separate beasts and we're able to kind of complement each other. And like I said, it kind of gives us the ability to do a year-round, you know, offering as well. Year-round business, yep. It does. That seems so strategic with what you're saying. So if I'm understanding, ice cream was really the first love and then coffee came in a second. Yes. But I would, I mean, they're, I love them both. Yeah. I'm a huge ice cream fan, but I, I drink coffee every morning. So yeah, they are two of my favorite things for sure. Get to come together. Yeah. yeah. And it makes such a great name, Cup yes. and Cone. Yeah. And we went back and forth. Oh I mean, we, we should have brought the list of all the crazy <laughs> names that we came yes. up with and just for whatever reason, Cup and Cone just kind of like, wow, that. It's simple. It's, it it sticks, just. It's to the point and, you know, it worked and we're glad that we went with it. It is a delightful name. And I think that's important when choosing Mm -hmm. a name is, does it fit the vibe? Right. And, you know, not every company needs a delightful name. They need something strong Mm -hmm. or they might need, you know, there's like so many different ways to go about a name. But having been in your shop, it fits beautifully. Right. And I think that's super important. Thank you. No, I think we tried to be very intentional with you know, the vibe, the the way we decorated the place, the name, our colors, and, you know, even like the type of ice cream we're serving custard and we serve a higher quality espresso, you know, just all those things we try to be very intentional about because I think we're just picky about what we eat. So it's like, why not put something out there that is a great, a great quality product? Yeah. And so. it kind of makes it a destination trip at that point. You know, it's Absolutely. like you can go get an ice cream cone, you know, McDonald's, a gas station, whatever. But we tried to, you know, tried to up the up the game a little bit to, like I said, make it make it something that people go out of their way to come come to visit us. How do you choose things like the ice cream? Are you making the ice cream? Do you go out and taste test a bunch of different ice creams? How do you choose the beans, the flavors? Right. Like what does that process look like? Yeah, so when we first started we had five four or five different vanilla. I mean, you wouldn't think that vanilla ice cream is that plentiful of, you know, variety, but (laughs) there is. So we had some friends and family come one night and we opened up the store and just kind of ran a bunch of different flavors and had everybody write down what they wanted. And it was pretty much hands down the one we're doing right now. I mean, it was, I'd say a superior product, but everybody thought as well. So it was kind of a blind taste test and no names, no nothing. And just, hey, give us your best, you know. Give us your favorite one. So. Yeah. 
I want to be in on the next taste test, by the way. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I love ice cream. So I mentioned this a little bit in the introduction. One of the ideas I've always had for a business, and I'm more than happy to put this out there because I probably am not going to start this one, but it was ice cream first related. And I was like, hmm, what could go? It was ice cream delivery because I love yes. ice cream. And I usually want ice cream about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to go, go drive and get it. Yeah, and I'm like, I am not alone in this. There are many, As at the time I was a single woman and I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm stereotyping. I, it was me though. And I right. wanted ice cream late at night. And I was like, what could I pair with this? Because you've got to, you know, mm-hmm. it seems strategic to pair something. Right. And it hit me and I was like, you know what I'm always standing in the aisle with when I'm getting ice cream at 11 o'clock at night? Cat food. <laughs> So I'm going to do cat food and ice cream. I mean, if we got weird Delivery. looks for coffee and ice cream, I think you're definitely going to get some really strange looks for well, that. It, it's, it's just one of those, you know, like I said, bizarre. It, it hits you when you, mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the aisle, like you said. But hey, cat food might work. Yeah. Well, I'm like looking around. And what do I see on the aisle next to me? Some young woman, college's age. And what is she buying? Ice cream and cat food. Either cat food or toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> you know. The cat litter can wait. You could stretch that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. But the food, I mean, they will wake you up. They're like, hey, wake up. We yeah. need this. Which is, you know, interesting about ice cream and coffee, I feel like, is so universally needed. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to what I was talking about. Like, there's our people. And I say needed. Like, do we have to have it to live? Probably not. Right. But it's so universally loved. Yes. And it's such a great combination. Yeah, it really is. And... I'm I'm glad we kind of took that leap and and gave it a go because it, it seems to be working out so far. So it's, it is it's a great pair. It really yeah. it really is. It's a when I came into the shop, I just loved you know the atmosphere and it just felt welcoming, bright, delightful, just everything you'd want in just a great atmosphere. Being there, not pretentious, still classy, you know, just mm-hmm. fabulous in that regard. One of the things I noticed is it's not. Big. I wouldn't call it big. Like there's the counter as you come in, you know, there's a little bit of a kind of a bar, if I call bar stools. Mm -hmm. There's the counter, you know, you're greeted right away. And there's a couple of tables on my right and there's a little patio out the back. But I was just curious how you are combining two things together. And was there any intentionality in the size of the space in wanting it to be smaller and intimate? Or are you working within parameters that were available? Talk to me a little bit about that. Right. 100% 100% uh, working with what we had. Okay. So, so uh, the well, building, yeah, the building was what it was. It's less than 800 square feet and the building had been there for 50 years and it was in pretty good disrepair. So we did a ton of renovation just to get to what it looks like when you walked in the front door. We have some pictures of what it was and mm. you'd probably turn right back around and grow right back out. But <laughs> Ice cream here? Yeah. yeah never. It was, it, was, uh, it was a rough little building, but, you know, we're kind of landlocked side to side. The, the adjoining buildings are basically to the property line. So we couldn't go left and right, but we could go back a little bit. But then we were just like, we're just trying to get the doors open. Maybe down the road, we can look into addition or something like that. But so in that 100 square feet, we had to have a bathroom, an ADA bathroom. It's set in stone what that has to be size-wise and then our counter space with all of the equipment and then you throw ice cream machines in there. Two and you sets throw, of equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's right. like, it's hard enough to do ice cream, but then you throw coffee on it and it's like, you know, you got to have the brewers and the espresso. And so that's where it really started to get, we, I think we redrew and redrew oh, and redrew yeah. 
dozens and dozens of time trying to measure out things. And it's like, this just isn't going to work. And so we wanted to have indoor seating. We wanted to have that kind of come type on your computer, study, whatever. So we really had to get creative. How is it, how's it working out in, because there's always putting it on paper, like you're saying, and drawing it out, measuring all that, and then it's in action. How's it working out and how are you addressing anything that's come up? And have you discovered anything that's been actually delightful where you're like, oh, actually, this has been great because of X, Y, Z. They're like, no. Uh, well, you know, I like mean, you said, those 19 years we've been married, these are probably the past two years have been probably our biggest arguments over <laughs> Yes, where we're putting the an espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, no, when he says we redrew it, I bet, you know, we spent a lot of time planning out the the floor plan and where we would put everything. And even now, we found ourselves moving things around. Jeremy's already rebuilt a wall to move our ice cream machines to the back just because, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. So we didn't realize how loud the ice cream machines were going to be. And so, again, this whole coffee and ice cream thing, it sounds great, and it is, but it also comes with challenges because you think of coffee shop, you think of kind of a quiet maybe a little more intimate, but where people can meet and chat. Well, then we had these noisy ice cream machines running in the background. And I'm like, mm. uh, I'm not quite like, I'm not feeling this. So we, we ended up just moving all that back. And I feel like we're always changing things and learning as we go. But that's kind of the beauty of it, that we are, we're flexible, that we can kind of change things, move things around a little bit. I mean, again, we're, we're, we have 800 square feet, so we can't do too much. But we've been pretty flexible with rearranging. and. How's your staff cooking. handling that? When you change, because I would imagine, I know a little bit, having worked back in kitchens and things, like there is a flow mm-hmm. to, from taking the order to getting it prepared to getting out the door, like there's a flow to yes. that. How have they been adapting with you as you are figuring that out? Well, I'm glad we have small employees. <laughs> we have a lot of high school kids, but you know, they're small in stature. So they kind of like buzz by each other, but it's kind of a, a back and forth acrobatic moves. Somebody's coming with a coffee and somebody's coming the other way with an ice cream cone and it's just kind of orchestrated chaos. But it really is, it's been, it's been a pretty good, well, pretty well received, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say overall, I think You this... probably don't get back there too much with your broad shoulders. No, right, no, he has to stay out of the back. I do, and I feel like I'm always in, in the, the way. way. Yeah, no, they're... I think they've handled it quite well, and if anything, they get kind of excited about it because it's kind of an upgrade. We're rearranging, and we always, we ask them for feedback as well, like, what do you guys think if we do this, if... If we move the machine here, how should we take a ticket? Where should we put it? And just kind of walking. We have to walk through all the steps each time we make a a change. So That boots on the ground feedback is huge. I mean, every client that we talk to and consult with, whether they're doing something like this or something completely different, having that feedback from your people is... Well, and I think they feel like then... They're a part of it. Yep. They they can buy into it. They get excited about it. They feel like they have a they little had, bit yeah, of a They say. had input in it. Yeah. So it it does. It, it's nice to have them engaged and, like I say, give them a purpose more than just being an employee. They, you know, feel like they're part of the decision-making mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. You said uh, earlier that this has always been a dream. And with that in mind, when somebody says it's always been a dream, I know it's like a burning thing, right? You're thinking, you're pondering, oh, we could. And uh, you drive by every building, you're like, it could be there. How did you know it was the right time to go ahead and leap into that dream? We had looked at a building in downtown Bennington for this purpose. And we looked at it and for whatever reason, it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right building, whatever. 
Well, we ended up, we shared that with Jeremy's parents and just kind of told him, hey, we went to check out this building. We really do think we're, we're going to move forward with something like this, with some sort of business. And, you know, just kind of left it as that. Well, it was probably a few weeks later, I think. Jeremy's parents were on a boat ride with their neighbor and they told the neighbor about what we had shared with them. And long story short, the neighbor said, well, why don't you buy my building? And they said, well, where's your building? We're now in that building. Mm -hmm. So it just, the timing, it all kind of worked out. And so they bought the building and we're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So yeah. Which is funny because the building that we looked at was two, three times the size, you know, so it was a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. And then we walk into this place and it's like, (laughs) this is small. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one. So I think it was, it worked out. Yeah. Did you feel ready when that happened? Uh, I I, would say no. Well, that's kind of a two-sided question, I guess. (laughs) Good thing I've got two sides here. Exactly. (laughs) So... Up to this point, you know, we had done Ambers in real estate. So, you know, we did some investment properties. We did some rental. We did a flip. We, you know, just trying to make some extra money. And that's always the fun part is kind of the demo, kind of the, you know, hey, let's start tearing stuff apart. Well, this to me was just that. It was just another kind of flip, if you will. And it really didn't start setting in that this was a real deal till we were like, oh, wait, this isn't, we're just going to turn this building around and sell it this is like we're just starting the journey and at the time the real estate market was crazy so it was like well it's i think the best time to do it's right now so Mm -hmm. we just went for it and like i said as as the paint was drying on the walls we're like well we need to start really coming up with some solid things to keep moving forward now it it became real real fast Mm -hmm. Put it that way. When there's a building involved, I've noticed that when people are starting businesses, because not everyone needs a building or chooses to have a building. It's just not part of the plan. When there is a building involved, there is this interesting element that you're describing of you can see it becoming real in a very different way. I mean, it's very tangible. Right. Mm -hmm. When I had a previous company, a video production company, and we moved into a space and then outgrew it and realized we needed a different, like you, walked into a space and a cool kind of historic area, really awesome building. Yours very historic looking and that. And similarly, we walked in and the building was a wreck, like pigeons flying around inside. There was a hole in the floor that went down in the basement about the size of a car. Just, you know, it was a wreck. When I say a wreck, it Legit. <laughs> Legit yeah. wreck. And we walked in and we were like, yeah, I can see it. And it ended up being a beautiful build out that we worked with. It was a very difficult build out. We had a very difficult relationship with the person who was owned the building and the build out and all that. And that's another story for another day. But the build out ended up being really beautiful. And there was something really cool about standing in it and just going, okay. Yeah. This is, you know, we had had our business, but it changed a little bit in that moment for sure, right. just to stand there and look at it. Yeah, it you, you sometimes just have to stop and just look around. And that, I think that's when it hits me is because otherwise you're just so busy all the time. Mm. But yeah, when you stop and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we're actually we're doing this. It was, yeah, just still pretty crazy. I don't even know if it's set in quite yet that we are doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long, long journey. I mean, yeah. we've only been open for two, three months, but it's been years and years in the making. And yeah, yeah like I said, to, to wake up and be like, well, we own a coffee and ice cream shop. You know, it's still, it's just kind of like, You're like oh, driving, wait. like, I'm going to put some fires and save some yeah. people today, and I'm going to go back into my coffee and ice cream Sling shop. Sling coffee and ice cream, yeah. 
you're walking through houses and or do you do house is it uh, yeah residential residential yep. pardon me house yeah. real estate residential yes. real estate yep. commercial as well or not too much commercial it's kind of its own beast so I, I stick with residential yeah do you meet people at your coffee shop I do yeah yeah yes that's good yeah yeah kind of use you got to use it absolutely I, mean, I I'm working hard on on both sides so I, I have to kind of meld the two together somehow so. So let's talk about that a little bit, the melding the two together somehow. Yeah. Because you're melding together, well, we're going to, of course, have to talk about how does this work married and, and all of that, mm -hmm. too. We'll save that for a minute. But how are you melding this together? What's working? What's been a challenge of you commute, you know, that gives you flexibility, but that also takes you away, mm -hmm. quite literally away for at least 24 hours, correct? Mm -hmm. 24 yep. hours away, out of town. You're doing real estate. I know within that, especially with how markets are, you have to go right. when needed, show a house or do a closing, et cetera. Right. And you're running a shop that's open regular hours with employees customer service, you were talking about ice cream machines fail, things like that. Right. Plus you have some kids, which we haven't even talked about that. Right. And are they teens or? Uh, All teenagers. Yep, the youngest for, is... Yeah, the oldest is 25. Yep. The youngest is 14. And what does family life look like? Are they, I mean, they probably just sit at home and help with the business all day, every day, right? Well, fortunately, two of the yes. four work at the at the coffee shop. So okay. both our daughters, we have four kids, two boys, two girls. The two boys are the older ones. The two girls are the younger. And they uh, they come and work probably four to five days a week. Okay. And the younger one, obviously, is in junior high. So she's... Labor laws and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> pay her an ice cream so she doesn't complain too much. No, they've they've really been very instrumental in the success just because they pick up on things very quickly and some of their friends work there. And I mean, it's just a, a great bunch of kids that we have mm -hmm. um, working for us. And really, it's strange as it sounds, we've been together more as a family since we opened just because we're pretty much, you got a free minute, something needs to be done down at the store. And if they're working, then we're stopping by and... We're goofing around and having fun. So it's better than being at home and them in their rooms on their phone mm, and you yes. out doing something. It's like we're all in the same place, but we're literally doing four different things. Right. So when we're there, we're, you know, forced to talk to each other and we don't have phones out. And mm -hmm. so it's like I said, it's kind of really, it's been cool to kind of reconnect with the kids. Yeah. Were you I, I would agree. Expecting that was that a hope, or has that no. been a delightful it's, surprise? It's been a surprise. Yeah, it really has. And it's nice because it's instant feedback. You know, if they're working and we're not there, our our older daughter will. I mean, she'll give it to us straight. Like, what's going on, and what do we need to change, and have you thought about this? So it's great. It's great having them there. It really is. Yeah. What did they think about you starting everything? Like. What were those conversations like before it actually started to manifest? They were they were excited. Yeah, they obviously knew about as much as we did going into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, maybe more. As sad as that sounds. <laughs> yeah, our, our oldest daughter, like I said, she worked at the local ice cream store. Okay, just a little maybe, experience. Maybe get a little. Uh, hey, we need to have somebody be able to make an ice cream cone. Right. <laughs> so, we uh, we had her out there hustling, and she loved it. Learned a ton. Very, like I said, just a, a bright girl. Just smart. So she picked up on a lot of things and helped us with our POS system that she was familiar with. So, I mean, just, she's only 17, but she's, she brings a ton to the table. And just clarify POS point of sale. Point of correct? sale. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. Yep. So that's where they're doing like all the transactions and 
Do you have to run like inventory? Are you running inventory and things like that through there too? Yep. Not through our POS system. We kind of keep a separate, which that's something we're tweaking right now, but we keep a separate almost like Excel doc that we kind of keep a running tab on and on everything. I would say too, not only have the kids been huge help, but we, we hired a manager before we even opened the doors. Uh, her name is Candace, and she... I wouldn't have been able to do it without her. She has been such a huge help. Like if we ask her to do something, she does it. She had a little bit of restaurant background as well. And so that has, she's been huge for us. And she's there Monday through Friday, every day from 7 to 3.30. So she's in it. She's keeping, she's keeping the shop running, which is huge because we cannot physically be there all day, every day. So was that strategic to hire her before you opened? Yes. Yeah, we wanted her to, again, just be part of this and... Be there from the get-go. Yeah, just... just to kind of see the same, see through the same lens we are. Not, hey, here's what we got going, get up to speed. It's right. We had a lot of ideas between all three of us that were implemented from the very beginning, so... Yeah. She kind of, she grew, she's grown along with us. Like we're, I say, we're going through the growing pains and yeah, she's right there with us. So how early did you hire her? We opened February 1st and I think Candace came on full time in December, December 1st, December 1st or so. She was actually one of my, she was my real estate assistant before that. I was just going to ask, like, how do you find somebody like that? I mean, it was kind of crazy how it all happened. I, we had been praying, like, please, God, send us someone that we can trust and who can do this with us. And in the back of my mind, I always thought about Candace, but I never wanted to ask her. So we just kind of kept praying. And finally, one day she was like, hey, what are you looking for? And we're like, mm, you. Right. And yeah, here we are. So may I ask, what was your hesitation with asking? Was it a... It was kind of one of those things where I I don't know. I didn't want to ask her. I don't know even why. I just think I wanted her to I did I guess for me I didn't want to pull her away from the real estate assisting stuff because she was helping another agent as well. So that was probably a huge part of it is mm. I didn't want to take her away from that if she really did love it. But yeah, so when she finally reached out, I was like, this is great. The reason I ask is it made me think of a similar situation for me where there was a woman in mind. It's actually Jenny who helped coordinate you all being here and loves, she lives in Bennington, loves cup and cone. So she's like, you have to have them on. I was like, ice cream and coffee, I am down. Let's do it. (laughs) Perfect. Jenny's fabulous. Jenny also was a very good, close, dear friend prior to us bringing her on the team. And I asked that question because I think this comes up a lot for people where you have that name of that person. It's mm-hmm. Candace, right? Candace, yep. You're thinking, okay, Candace, Candace, keep, this name keeps coming up. And you're like, they would just be perfect. If we could just find a Candace. Right. And that was what's happening in my head. I'm like, if we could just find a Jenny, we just really need a Jenny. And I talked to my business partner a lot, Michaela, and I said, you know, we need, and I'm going to explain this because I think it might come across wrong. I was like, we need a mom. Mm-hmm. And I mean that with 100% respect as a profession. We need a mom. Mm-hmm. because we needed somebody who could help guide us with all of those skills, which are high-level executive director skills right. that I believe mothers have. Yeah. And there's, a, there's this extra level layer that you moms bring to the table. And I had noticed that with people who'd been on our team in the past. I was like, what is it about them? They just seem to anticipate every need. They seem to have schedules together. They just, even under pressure or even with a difficult client, they seem to know how to negotiate this. And I was like, it's because they're a mom. Absolutely. Because they do this all day, every day, every day. Yep. 
And so, uh, yeah, anyway, so this name, and I keep saying Jenny, Jenny, and Kelly Fine goes, why don't you just ask her? And I was like, because she's my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was worried. Yeah. I was really worried. And, and Michaela, then she looks at me, she goes, but we were friends. You're right. Yep. Perfect. So, but the hesitation was there of, I was saying no for somebody. Right. Rather than letting them say no themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a big learning moment for me. Yeah. And I, I would totally agree with the whole mom thing. Candace is a mom and she 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 can juggle a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of balls in the air. So it's it's been great. She's very positive too. So I think when when we're kinda in the weeds and getting down a little bit, she can kinda bring us back to mm-hmm. bring us back to the ground and be like, We're gonna figure this out. Yeah. You know. Which is And I don't want to say people who aren't moms. I'm not a mom. Can't do those things, but right. I just, I have to raise my hand and admit there's something special about that. And as all people have, you know, you look for certain attributes and in certain roles, there's some attributes that really pop out there that I was like, moms tend to have those skills. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I always like in Amber's life to, if you open up her laptop right now, there's 50 tabs open. Oh, yes. And <laughs> she can pop from one to the next to the next to the next. And I've got one open. And I can do one thing. I can do it really well. And when that tab's done, I can close it and I'll start to with another one. But, you know, yeah, females just, they're incredible. You guys are awesome. Thanks. You can multitask. Yeah, you can listen and talk and do things at the same time. And I'm just like, give me one thing. Yep. I can yeah. do that. There's an efficiency to that as well, Absolutely. though. It, there is. But, you know, yeah. like I said, I try to help out at the shop as much as I can business-wise. I'm kind of the construction guy. Have me build something, I'll do it. But I'll work behind the counter and try to take somebody's order and, you know, give me a blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hold on, slow down. <laughs> I'm trying to find buttons on the computer and remember what she told me. And I'm like, and they're just over there, bing, 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 and making the drink before I even get it typed. Hey there, busy to the brim people. Are you feeling overwhelmed with your social media? Well, you're not alone. It's a common challenge in our digital world. Creating social content can be a tricky beast to tame for people like you and I. So I'm popping into my own podcast to tell you that there is a solution and it's called a social sidekick. This isn't just a typical social media content service. We offer a partnership through Tandemworks and our team to take your social media from overwhelming to extraordinary. Having a social sidekick is a game changer for your business. Imagine having a 12-month custom strategy tailored to your brand, content that's done for you that truly resonates with your audience, and growth tactics that actually work for Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. With a social sidekick, you get more than just posts. We're very committed to that. You get a partnership. We're here to help manage your social media with a personal touch, ensuring your message is not just heard, but felt. So if you're ready to take your social media from overwhelming to outstanding, I'd love for you to visit the website, thetandemworks.com slash social dash sidekick dash content dash creation. Don't worry, there's a link in the show notes. And you can discover there how a social sidekick can transform your digital presence. Let's make your digital presence as impactful as your business with a social sidekick where we're amplifying your story one post at a time. And so, yeah, they're just, you guys are awesome. Yeah, no, Jeremy, speaking on the construction part, like it is, it is amazing. Everything, basically everything in our shop and the patio Jeremy has built. So that, that was a huge like it's just savings for us too to start a business and you're not bringing in any money so that that was huge for us to not have to be paying out all all that help to get the the building built out he built a fabulous fence in the backyard for the patio it looks fantastic so super lucky that he is skilled to do all that stuff yeah, we all have our own little niche and yeah. We, we play to each other's advantages or play play to each other's strengths mm-hmm. for our advantage. So, yep. 
It works. So everything just sounds lovely and delightful. The whole family's yes. working together. <laughs> this is like, I'm thinking some of dun, those dun, old dun, classic, dun. you know? Now what? What was it? Mayberry? Well, <laughs> <laughs> little Mayberry ice cream and coffee shop. Right. And Let's the family's all working. Let's just this podcast now. <laughs> send it on a, on a good right. note. But you're juggling a lot. Yeah. How are you making that work? And how are you making the marriage work and the business partnership work? Good questions. I would say my point of view is... We're both hard workers, so we're both usually working in, in well into the evening. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, I like to work. I don't, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing that people like to work. Like, I enjoy what I'm doing. And so for me, it's okay. Sometimes the there was about a month there where it was very overwhelming. There was a lot of real estate stuff going on, the shop. There was a lot of decisions that we need to make, and I was almost on overload. And for me, I've had to... It's been good for me because I've had to change the way I do my real estate business. I've had to ask for help. I've brought on someone to help me with buyer showings. And then I still write up offers and, and keep the contracts moving from there. But just that piece alone has freed up a lot of my time. So then I can devote it back to the shop. So you don't really know in the beginning. I think you just you figure things out. And if they're not working, then you try something different. So again, it's that whole kind of being flexible and pivoting has been instrumental. And I, I also think that our kind of makeup is very good for what we're doing. She's not real needy. I'm not real needy. Like we see each other every day, except when I'm at work, but we can be at the shop for 10, 12 hours, not have a meaningful conversation, but we're together, mm-hmm. you know, so we're getting stuff done. She's not hanging on me. I'm not hanging on her, but kind of gives us, we're still together, but we're not, like I said, we have to be content with just being in the moment that we're in. Yeah. Hmm. Which is, that is nice. And it's it's not all roses either. I mean, we have had our arguments where we haven't talked for a week or so because oh boy. <laughs> I asked him to move the ice cream machine or, you know, whatever it is. So <laughs> here it comes again. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are times where you get tired. Mm. I mean, he, he works his two-week shift and by the end of it, he's exhausted and I'm doing my thing and I'm exhausted. So there are definitely those days where you're kind of, you're at the end of your rope. So sometimes our, our marriage, well, I don't, I wouldn't say suffer, but there are days where, you know, we may not get along so well. And we just have to, again, figure it out, talk it through. Usually one of us will come to their senses and kind of come to, a, you know, make amends. So but. have you found anything through those that now you use as a tool or do you recognize when things like that are happening or, or are you still just sifting through it? Have you, have you found anything? Maybe let me actually ask the question this way. So I was a little convoluted. If you were to give some advice to others, what might you help them out with? If they're like, we're thinking about going to business together, we're married, or we are in business together, we're married. And sometimes we just really hit the rock. What do you guys do? How can we work through this? Right. Well, I think communication, you know, is just generic as that sounds, uh, you know, communication is, is huge. And also for me, timing is, is huge. Hmm. Like if I just got back from a rough shift and we were up all night and I'm half awake and I'm hungry and I'm irritable and she says, Hey, we need to move this. And I'll be like, she might not have a head. I'll bite her head off. You know? <laughs> so it's like, but if you let me take a nap, get some food and approach yeah. it from a different angle, I'd probably be a little bit more willing to listen and have the conversation. And there's times where, like I said, I'm just irritable and I'm just a bear to work with. And that's just 
the nature of me and she's learned how to navigate that in the last 19 years. So, um, but you know, that really kind of to me is, is key is just, you know, timing is important. Yeah. And I think preface, prefacing things too, like, Hey, I just, I just need to vent. Like I'm not, because sometimes if I say things that are maybe going wrong at the shop, he thinks I'm blaming him. So I think just to like prefacing, I'm just venting like this isn't this isn't because of you. I just need, let's talk this through because I, I have found for me what is best is to talk things through because we can't anticipate what's going to happen. But if we can talk it through and just, you know, try and avoid future problems to me that I think it's definitely worth it. I was previously married. You guys got to meet my husband. He was in here before we got, before we hopped on here. But I was previously married and in business with him. And though we divorced, which has nothing to do with your business or anything like that, (laughs) I just want to make sure to preface this. (laughs) But I will, to this day, I will say there was a lot of good that came out of that in that we almost were on a fast track to have to figure some things out mm-hmm. that some married couples maybe wouldn't have to address until kids moved out right. or mm-hmm. until a situation rose. And we were constantly dealing with money, employees, a build out, pricing, philosophy, marketing, opportunities, mistakes. I mean, we were going through all these things. And I remember talking with somebody and they were like, you've dealt with more through your business in the first few years of your marriage because we were actually early on in our marriage, then most couples do their entire marriage. Right. And so I always thought of it, I was like, hey, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yes. But what a blessing to have to work through things like that. And so that's always stuck with me. And going into the new partnership I have with Michaela and Michaela are not married, but I've carried a lot of that over. And I will say having a business partner in general has made my marriage better yeah because you have to work through really hard things yeah and money is one of the big ones yeah money tough Mm -hmm. conversations you know yeah it's i would say none of it is easy and it's it's not for the faint of heart so if yeah if i wouldn't say if you don't have a strong marriage don't go into business together because Mm -hmm. it's going to make you or break you Mm -hmm. so i guess if you want to find out right find out (laughs) It's like the fast roll, track. Yeah, here. roll the dice. Here yeah. we go. Do you lean into people or community outside of your family unit to just help really encourage you in any way? Is that a piece of the structure or have you ever considered that? Mentors, coaches, or just friends, family? Like, what does that look like? I would say through my real estate stuff, I've worked with mentors and coaches in the past. So that's definitely helped. But for, for us, I would say we're not private, but we have a, a, a small circle. Mm-hmm. I, I have a big family. He's got a pretty big families. So, and we really, we love our families. So I think for us, it's just, we're limited on time. So our circles may be a little bit smaller and, you know, we just spend a lot of time with our family. Or... It sounds like a quality circle Yeah, in many ways. Yeah, definitely. Quality over quantity. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing. A number of business owners, I think, encounter as they launch in is sometimes your circle shrinks a bit. Mm-hmm because of the time and you really start to evaluate like this is a really strong friendship and I need to keep it and not that you're just like discounting others but you may spend less time with them right you really do have to evaluate that so right yeah it's all been such a great learning experience and we will continue to learn about not just business stuff but yeah relationships and the community just all sorts of things we will continue to to learn about yeah It'll what be- about the business side of this although I and mean, we've talked a lot about buildings you've been in real estate so like there's you know there's some background there you talk about flipping homes so the building and the construction was certainly new and a challenge but you had a little bit there what about just the raw business side of 
the, you know, the financials, the financial model, hiring, you know, all of the HR things that go in, the taxes, the setup, the legalities. Was that something you had background with? And what's that been like? We had zero background. Zero. Total, total <laughs> blindfold going in. We had no clue. Yeah, no clue. We thought we had, we thought we had a a good grasp of what to expect, but it, I mean, make your head spin. It was, <laughs> it was a, I don't want to say a frightening couple months gearing up towards opening the doors and hiring people and interviewing. And then what do we pay them? What about insurance? What about mm. taxes? What about yes. product? And where do we, what's our price point? Yes. You know, what are our vendors? And I mean, like I said, there was just, it's like, the second you think you got it all figured out, 10 more things come out behind you. And Which it's like, cup are we going to put the coffee in? Well, 100%. It's yeah. like, you know. What size cup? Yeah. What, are we going to do a plastic cup? Are we, you know, what color of spoon are we going to use? It's just, yeah, in, I would say that month of December, probably halfway through January, we, Candace and I, and, you know, Jeremy was there working on the building, but Candace and I spent weeks upon weeks just sitting and we were at our computers like all day, every day, just trying to figure all this stuff out. The main thing was the pricing. I had no clue I, where do you even start. How do you price things? Mm-hmm. Kind of look at what are the big companies doing? What are they pricing it at? And But we didn't know, like, well, how do you price it? You have to take in overhead costs. We didn't even know what our overhead costs were. Honestly, we probably still don't know what that is. So if you're (laughs) looking for uh, someone who's doing it the right way, we're probably not the right people. Sometimes we wing it. And sometimes we wing it. Yeah, sometimes it works out for us. And sometimes (laughs) it's like, wow, that hurt. Yeah. You know, it was a valuable experience. There's definitely a lot of winging it that went into it. And, Two, we reached out to, I have a family member that is in the restaurant business. So I asked him a lot of questions and I'm not afraid to ask people. So, and neither is Candace. So we did a lot of asking like, hey, how do you do this? But there were a lot of hours spent on the computer and tweaking recipes. How much espresso are we going to use in our drinks and how many pumps of syrup? It's a lot. Like there were definitely times in those, in that month that I was just like, man, what what did we do? <laughs> Hadn't even opened the doors. Yeah, or sold a cup and of I was like, yet. I don't even want to open the doors. Honestly, <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. So yeah, what was opening the doors like the day of? Uh, <laughs> frustrating as all get out. It wasn't even the our first money making day. It was kind of a soft opening, mm-hmm. and we did it for the our neighbor Earl and Gray. She was having a customer appreciation day, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to just open your doors for a couple of hours so people can come over and get coffee?" And we thought, "Oh yeah, that's easy Piece enough." Well, well, we made the mistake of putting it on social media, and the place was packed and our espresso machine was not working. So we had a line out the door. We had cups lining our counter, and people were just staring at us, and we're like, we didn't even know what to do. Yeah, we did, we're like, oh my gosh. It was probably the best thing and the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. Like, it was great because you know, we got it out of the way. You know, it's like, well, it can only go up from here because mm-hmm. this was an absolute disaster. But everybody, there might have been one or two people that were kind of upset, but mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's like, hey, this is why you do the soft opening. We know how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being vulnerable. And, you know, because we're just like, hey, here's the deal. We're having some machinery issues and it's going to be just a little bit. If you want to go next door, we'll. Bring it over when we're done with it, but yep. it was humbling. And, to and say we the least. changed like if we, I think at one point we couldn't even make espresso drinks anymore. So we were like, okay, we can't do espresso, but here's what we have. We'll get you this instead. So it was a good, a very good learning experience. It was, yeah. It probably, I'm looking back. It's almost like, yeah, you're thankful that it happened when it did. Yeah. In the moment, though, yeah. it feel painful. Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a hopeless feeling. I think to... we all <laughs> wanted to just go in the back and cry. Yeah. 
<laughs> just walk out the door and just yeah. keep walking. Yep. Give the keys to someone all the way out. Here you go. We're good. It's built out. <laughs> it's ready to go. Yeah. Just when you think you got it figured out, that's a yeah. slap in the face, but it it was good. It was and, a good experience to, to have. Yeah. And looking back, it's like, now I understand you have dreams and hopes of these businesses, but most people don't follow through on them mm -hmm. because it's so overwhelming. Like when you get to the end of the nitty gritty, it's just so overwhelming of all the, all the steps you have to go through. Yeah. And, and it gives you a whole different perspective and a whole different appreciation for people that have yes. done it before you, because how many times you've been out to a, a little mom and pop restaurant and it's like, eh. but until you are in their shoes, it's like, that's a huge sacrifice. Thank yes. you for, for sticking with it. And yeah. it's also funny how many people have walked in the door and said, oh, a coffee and ice cream. We were going to do that. Like, well, why didn't you? Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, that's a lot of work. It, yeah, <laughs> no it kidding. is. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny to see both sides of it. What kept you going? I don't quit. I mean, I, I can't. Once I make up my mind on something, it's just, there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts. It's just, you just got to do it. And that's probably part of my stubbornness mm -hmm. and a, a lot of hurt too. It's, you know, the competition, it's... You know, she'll turn in anything into a competition. And, you know, so it's like, I think between the two of us, it was just, it wasn't an option. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it wasn't an option to quit. We had come so far. I think if we would have quit, we would have had to move out of Bennington because it would have been so hard to like walk by there and know that we yeah. gave up on ourselves. So I, I, I just don't think it, it wasn't an option. Yep. There's a lot of uh, people talk about grit. Yes. And that grit is, it is the not, you just, you don't give up. Yeah. So that, that made me think of that as you're talking about, it's just having that grittiness of we're not sure and I want to cry right now. And I'm thinking about walking out that door, but I'm just not going to do it. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, t it's too easy to quit. I mean, that's like I said, quitting's the, that's the easiest option. Yeah. But you never get anything when you quit. So starting also is one of the hardest things. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Getting it started, right? Yeah. Yeah. For yep. sure. Yep. I was thinking about this a little bit. You know, you mentioned the community and the community poured in. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to talk about your social media here in a minute because that stuck out to me. And I've been on your social media and so I have some questions there. But that community piece stuck out to me. And it's something that you guys have brought up on the on the blog or the, on the blogs on the website and mm -hmm. social media. You're community driven. And Bennington, for those who wouldn't know, it is a small community. It's right. It's butted up next to Omaha, which would lend itself to that metro, the larger metro. But Bennington has a very small town community feel. It's very charming. Mm -hmm. But I've lived in, in small towns and I've lived in very large. And there's a difference in a small town. You've brought up that that community piece is important. And it sounds like in many ways they supported you. Yes. What, what do you think the impact Cup and Cone, what is the impact Cup and Cone has on the community? Right. What does that look like? I think it's huge. Like I said, it's been something that's kind of what our driving force was from the very beginning was, you know, we had kids in sports 10, 15 years ago when we first moved there. And it's like, what do you do after a baseball game or after a soccer game or after a concert at school or, you know, it's like, let's just go and be together. Well, there was, there, that piece was always missing. And that was something that kind of, like I said, was a driving force in our decision of, we love this community. We've raised our kids here. We've seen it grow from an elementary and a middle school to a high school. Now there's six elementary schools. And I mean, the place is just, it's grown, mm -hmm. but people move there for the same reason we did. And to have a family 
come in and sit out back, sit inside, grab an ice cream cone, grab a cup of coffee and just be together. That's kind of what we set out to do. And that's, right. you know, like I said, that's what, that's what the community is all about. And to be able to orchestrate or facilitate that, that's just, that's what keeps us going. Right. I love it. Yeah. I just, I think back when we were younger and our families had a community, we lived out in the country, but yet we had a community of our parents' friends and their kids. That was our community. We hung out and we did things together. And, you know, as society changes and people don't live maybe close to their families or whatever it may be, I just feel like we're kind of losing that sense of community as cities get larger and people just get lost. So I think having this shop and it's just fun too to see people come in and then the next thing you know, they're like, oh my God, hi. And their friend comes in and, you know, it. It's almost like a party every day, and it's just, it's cool to see everyone kind of coming together and having a conversation and enjoying life, slowing down for a minute and being able to enjoy life. That's been huge for us and something we really wanted. You know, there's things that we want to do as we kind of go along to just have more of those, you know, community nights and be able to bring more families out to have fun together again. Life, I feel like we're taking life way too seriously. Lately, we need to, like, Bring it back. Have some fun. Slow it down and just enjoy life. So, The slowing down piece. I love that you brought that up because when I came in, it was a Friday. We tried to take Fridays off. We were, I would say, 99.9%. We don't, we're not open on Fridays. So I came out on a Friday with Jenny as a friend in this nice. instance. But I was in real need of slowing down. Mm-hmm. And though I would take Fridays off, sometimes it would pack it full of other things and I called up Jenny. I was like, that cup and cone place, we should go there. And she's like, that's good because they're coming in for a podcast interview soon too. I was like, great. (laughs) But it was this desire to slow down Mm -hmm. that really drew me there and wanting to hang out with her and go somewhere. And, you know, when I drive down the street and she parks everything, we walked in, I was like, I felt like I could slow down. Like it just was, it, again, it had that delightful feeling of it felt restful and enjoyable and fun. And I had to have an avocado because they're hard to find, by they the are. way, in yes. town. Which, for those who don't know, espresso and ice cream. It's delicious. So simple. Yeah. But I, it is. It's so delicious. And they're just tiny little, it's all you need. It's a little yep. spot in a cup, yep. you know. And there was this sense of slowdown. And the hurriness is something I've been thinking a lot about in my life. And so I love that you brought that up and just wanted to correlate there that that was exactly what happened awesome. and exactly what I was seeking when I came in. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to hear that feedback because, yeah, that, that is what we want for people. And even though our lives may not reflect that all the time because we are very busy, I, we try to be intentional or I try to be intentional about, you know, taking a day off, you know, maybe not scheduling appointments on one day. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be flexible sometimes. But, yeah, we life life is crazy for everybody anymore. Yeah. So good to slow down. Okay, so we talked about my favorite, which is the avocado. Favorite things on the menu. Must tries. <sighs> it's tough. Decided it's the best. What, what do you guys think? I am pretty plain. I like vanilla custard, and once in a while I will throw some Oreos in there and maybe some chocolate hard shell. Nice. And my go-to coffee, again, is pretty boring. Well, I mean, I I have a latte. It's a caramel sauce latte, but that's usually my go-to. Yeah. I'm I'm as simple as it gets. I have black coffee. I mean, we drink coffee at the firehouse by the gallon, and it's black, cheap black coffee, so we have... A higher quality black coffee, <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not real fancy as far as the 
lattes and all that stuff. So sure. keep it simple. We have a, a blended latte, though, that we use our ice cream base to make. And it's basically an affogato in a cup. It's oh. it's delicious. That is probably my favorite, but I got to be careful with that one. So have to come try that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty good. Okay. So you mentioned about social media. You put a post out. The floodgates open. Yes. What are you finding with social media? Because I've been on your social media. It's clearly a piece of your marketing. Yeah. What's not to love about photos of ice cream and coffee? Right. But how are you using that? How have you strategically used it? Um, or is it more you're trying things out? A lot of people I know out there are thinking, like, how can I market through social media? And so it's yeah. one of the things I love to ask other business owners. What are you doing? Yeah. What's I, working? What's not? Again, just do it. I don't know if you can really go wrong. Mm -hmm. I I watch and study a lot of social media stuff just for real estate as well, but you just got to keep posting. Again, I, I keep saying it's no different than when you see a Burger King commercial of a hamburger and, you know, then you next thing you know, you can't get it, can't get it off your mind. Mm. So social media is no different. You know, we put pictures of ice cream out there because who doesn't want to see that? And then I, I want people to not get that off their mind and then they come in. So it's funny because Candace will joke around. She'll be like, did you put this on social media because everybody's coming in. I'm like, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I put cinnamon rolls <laughs> and now we're out of cinnamon rolls because everybody came in and ate them all. So she's always like, can you give me a heads up what you're going to put on social media because mm. people will come in after we post. It's pretty powerful. Mm. It's it's quite amazing. It is. It's, it's almost one of our necessary evils. I mean, it's you can't not put something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever just because that's everybody's go-to. So we post all the hours and it's like it's free. So it's not like we're advertising in the yellow pages back in the day or it's it's a powerful, powerful tool. Yes. Are you managing that all yourself? Yes, I am. He's pointing at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very techie, so. Yeah, you I, walk by with your black coffee though, right? Exactly, right. There's a exactly red on black it. coffee. What's going on? <laughs> well, we posted a picture. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of work as well. I mean, you got to stay on top of it. I, 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 I do my best. I do my best. Yeah. One of the things that's great about the industry you've chosen is that it is very photogenic. Yes. Very photographable. And, and it's yummy. Yep. Right? So between coffee, ice cream, puppies, and kittens, you can't go wrong on social media. I agree. And so that's one of the things that's great. However... What you can go wrong with, and you just noted, was not posting and just assuming. And that's true of any industry. Yes. Because I think, I mean, I know for myself, if I'm going to go somewhere that I haven't been before, I always check their Facebook or their Instagram, whatever social media they have, I always go there first. If they don't have a presence there, I mean, anymore, if you don't have a social media presence, people are wondering, are you really legit? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say in real estate is no different. Like if you don't have a website of social media presence, yeah, people have to question you. So yeah, you just, you got to do it. Whether you like it or not, you, you have to do it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a no brainer. I'm with you. And, and even being in marketing and mm -hmm. love that. I mean, social media comes up a ton and people will ask us all the time, like, do I have to? And, and the answer really is yes. But you can find a way that you can enjoy it or pick the channels that work yes. for you. And you don't have to do it all. Yes. And I think that's important to know is that 
you don't have to be on every single channel, certainly not right out of the gate. Right. You know, focusing, picking something, and then creating content that you really do enjoy yeah. goes a long way. Yep. So there's trends out there, and people all the time ask, should I be using this trend? Should I be using this trend? Should I be using this trend? If it, if it piques your interest, yes, yeah, go jump for on it. board or give it a try, even if you're not sure. But if you find that it just grates on you, either you've got two options, hire somebody, yep. right? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Or find something else. There's right. so many trends that there's something out there that's going to resonate with you. Yeah. And so, you and know, I what does that look like for you is important. Yeah, don't and don't get into your head too much about it. You want to or don't worry about the algorithms and, you know, should I be writing this hashtag or should I have four hashtags or seven or, yeah, I wouldn't, to me, I just, I don't worry about it too much. I just, you just do your thing. Just mm -hmm. keep your head down and do your thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it will work out. I love it. Yeah. You can always optimize it later. And that's yes. where I'm like, pull in an expert when you're ready to optimize it. But when you're starting or yeah. you're just maintaining, like exactly what you're saying, like just, just do just it. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> done is better than I feel perfect. Like somebody has that tagline, just do it. <laughs> well, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I have what I call rapid fire questions. Oh boy. I know. <laughs> and I guess if you guys want to, since we've got both of you today, if you want to go back and forth, if you both want to answer, I'm, I'm open, flexible okay. here with these. And you already answered one, one of them that I think I'm going to have to just add from now on. What's your favorite ice cream? I don't right. usually ask people that. Um, but the first one is, what do you think is the biggest misconception about owning a business? Mm, that's a tough question. Biggest misconception. I would say that you're just going to be rolling in the dough. Mm -hmm. So exactly where I was going was money. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest misconception, that it's going to be easy and that you're just going to be, you know... In the back room, counting money all yeah. day long. You're driving Lincoln dollar bills are just <laughs> yeah. flying out the window, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, we'll call it a labor of love, mm. you know, I guess for for this point in time right now. But until we get the, kind of the, the ball rolling, it's it's a grind, you yeah. know. We haven't, I think we put in more hours than anybody and I haven't got a dime from it and either's Amber. So right. it's a lot of sweat equity. I'm sure that we'll get paid back in the long run. But for now, it's just, you just got to, like you said, put your head down and keep keep, keep moving. Going. And I think, too, what makes us a little unique is that we both do have full-time jobs. If we didn't, I'm not sure what this would look like. It, yeah, it'd be a lot. It would look a lot different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to be in the position we are. And it was something that made sense to us. But, yeah, any other any other situation, I think it'd be it'd be a tough it'd be a tough go. Yeah. That is an interesting one. I have always started businesses self-funded. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so that's you are your own investors. Yes. I'm guessing from what you're saying, like yep. you're, you're kind of cash flowing yes. right, mm -hmm. between the yep. other jobs. And that certainly is a, an interesting way to do it because then you have that security on the flip side. You have to maintain those jobs, right? right. And so I, this is a question I get asked a ton. Should I quit my job and go 100% in or do I keep my job and straddle? And there's no real right answer. There's different approaches there because yeah. when you're not 100% in, you're not 100% yeah, in. Absolutely. But if you're, you know, are straddling, then you have a little bit of a safety net. And so I usually find it's, if you are going to make the transition, usually you straddle for a bit and then you know your numbers. Yep. And if you don't know your numbers, you're going to straddle longer. Yep. So. Well, yeah. I, oh, I was going to say, and we went into it too. We, we knew we were not. We weren't going to be, we were going to be owner, we weren't, get, sorry, we mm -hmm. were not going to, going to be owner operators. Mm. 
So we went into it with kind of that mentality as well. So we knew, you know, this wasn't going to be a cash cow on day two. Yeah. And we were okay with that because we knew we couldn't be there 24-7. So, yeah, our situation is a little little unique because of those couple of things. Yeah, And, you know, being the, we call it the the three-wheel machine that we are with Candace being the third, between us us three, we can we can get a lot of stuff done mm-hmm. yep. with all of our unique schedules and talents and strengths and weaknesses, and we play well with each other. And, I mean, it's just without that third wheel, it'd be it'd be really tough. Very yeah. strategic so, hire yeah, for your she's, situation. Yes. She's, mm-hmm. can't put a price tag on what yep. she does for us. What would you say is an important piece of advice that you've actually been given and you have actually applied to your business? Uh, I want to say just the keep it simple. And we really have tried to keep it simple. And when we keep, well, we should add this. We should do this. We, I always, Jeremy too, we just kind of bring it back to, okay, let's, let's keep this simple. Like let's not let the wheels fall off on the place. So I think that's been one of the biggest, it's because it's always in the back of my mind. Well, do we need to do this? Do we need to have 17 flavors of syrup options? Sometimes simple is more. Yeah. I mean, just keep it, you know, do something and do it well. Yeah. I would rather be an inch wide and a mile deep as opposed to a mile wide and an inch deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do what you do and do it well. All right. What would you tell your 18-year-old self, or maybe if you're thinking about kids coming up on those ages, knowing what you know now? Take the chance. Yeah. Take the chance. I mean, we're, we went back and forth and back and forth and until the, even as we're opening the doors on the first day it's like do we make a mistake is this the right decision and it's like i don't know we're not gonna know until we do it so take take the chance yeah i always kind of think what's the worst that can happen because if you start there and work backwards like if we do this what is the absolute worst thing that could happen if we lose everything what would that look like that usually takes away some of the scariness sure like yeah we might have to live with your parents for a while or <laughs> we'll move in with the kids yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. maybe you've already answered this but i'm going to ask again what is your favorite kickback and relax beverage to me it's arnold palmer mm. iced tea and lemonade mm-hmm. yeah neither one of us are big drinkers alcohol drinkers so i i like a drink it's called a bubbler it's just a little caffeinated drink but now, a little plug for the shop, we're going to be carrying refreshers. So I have one with me today. That's quickly becoming my new favorite. Pretty good, yeah. huh? Yeah. Awesome. Is there a song, a book, or a podcast that's inspiring you right now? Hmm. You've got a long drive. Are you podcasting on the way I, or I do blaring podcast. the music? I, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. So Cleared Hot, Andy Stump is his name. He's a ex-Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. kind of turned podcaster, but in the last... Six months has opened up a coffee shop. Oh, really? In uh, Montana. Oh, so it uh, true love. Yeah, it really. I I <laughs> have a bromance. Yeah, no, he's he's a cool dude. I I just love listening to him. He's much like yourself. He has these guests on, and they'll talk for three hours. I mean, it's just there's not a never a pause. They just keep rolling, and he talks about anything and everything. So that really kind of passes my time. We've yeah. talked about making this three hours because sometimes I just can't stop. And then I'm like, I think I have to get to another meeting. Right. Or well, there's just, have. there's always so much to talk about. Yeah. Anything for you? I don't know why, but I'm into nineties rock right now. Yeah. So I've been blaring that in my car. I don't know what that's about. I honestly, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and 
I I have kind of fallen out of that for the time being. I think I need to just let my brain relax a little bit. So I've kind of taken in all I can take in right now. I've done the same. I I really enjoy consuming information. But there have been times where I'm like, Vivian, give yourself a rest and just listen to some music, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. This is your favorite podcast now, though, by the way. So, you know, you have to mix it in there on the way. Yes. Well, what excites you about the future? I mean, options. We, I feel like we're going to have options in the future, whether that's keeping cup and cone, if it's selling it, staying in Bennington, moving out. I'm just excited for what that, what our future looks like. And maybe the excitement of not knowing what it looks like. Our kids are getting older and they might move away. And if they move away, maybe we'll follow them. So you know, we keep saying Don't we're kind of them that though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we keep saying we're on the back nine with our kids. Like we're we're on the tail end of you know high school and school in general. So we're just at, at a different point in our life. And I don't know. For me, I I enjoy getting older. You're getting more comfortable in your skin. You're wiser. You you can we can have conversations with our kids, and we just really we enjoy being around them. Hmm. So. Life is good, so I'm excited for whatever happens in the future. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I I just think, you know, every day that you wake up, accomplish something, go to bed, like it's just, to me, it's just another day that you got under your belt, and everything gets easier. It seems like every day at the shop, it just seems like I was there every day available. I, every waking moment that I was free, I was down there. And not that I did anything. It was just like you felt like you had to be there to mm-hmm. be there. Now it's like, you know, we've got employees. We've got good employees. We've got, yes. you know, a great manager in Candace. And, you know, it's just like there is still times where it's like the phone rings and it's like I got to go mm-hmm. be down there. But there's also those, like I said, every day it just seems like it gets a little bit easier right. to let it, let your people do what they're hired to do and, yes. you know, give them some freedom and it just kind of is nice to see the fruits of your labors, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Any any hour we're not there, it, it really does. It feels good sometimes, yeah, to know that we've, we've set this up. We've been intentional about who we've hired and how we want things to be run, and, and it's doing its thing. Yeah, you've really empowered people, it sounds like, in a lot of ways, yeah. and, and even yourselves, which is really neat. All right, two two questions, two last questions here. What's something people often get wrong about you? I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that we are very serious people or take things seriously, maybe. I, mm. Yeah. I don't know. People are intimidated by me, by my looks. Yes. Um, but The I, firefighter look. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I've got that my whole life. People are just like, what are you, are you Is he mad? mad? And I'm ah. like- no, I've so I've been able to, it's you know, it's a great mustache. It yeah. must be. I don't know. It's kind of funny because kids will come in and look at me, you know, like, oh, what can I get you today? You know, and so I can kind of, you know, turn the corner with, with people. And, you know, I love interacting with, if I could sit and be the greeter at the store every day, I would do it. I love yeah. meeting people. I love chatting with people. And, you know, most of the time the kids, you know, give me a high five on their way out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've kind of, Won them over, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, people are intimidated by me for whatever reason. But back to that point about him being a greeter, it was so cool to see throughout this process things that we hadn't 
seen in each other before. Like I noticed he, when he was at the shop, he was super good with the teenagers and training people. He was super patient. And I'm like, man, you, you are so good at that. You're a good teacher. I am not. I am the one on my computer figuring out what we should price things. I'm more of and he, he always thinks he's the background person, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if you are. I think you're actually the front ground person and I'm the background person because I get, you know, overwhelmed. You talk with a lot of people and sometimes I need to just back off and be quiet and be alone. But I, it was interesting to see that dynamic as we were going through this. It was something I had never seen before. So I, I thought that was super cool. That's insightful for yeah. sure. And interesting how... People sometimes flip roles, right? They make assumptions, yeah. and you know, you're, you're basically saying something people might not know is that I'm actually kind of the background person. Yeah, Michaela and I get the same. I'm the extreme introvert. She is a very much an extrovert, and people all the time nail me as the extrovert right. or as the introvert. Yeah, just because the way our roles play out when we're with clients and things like that, and I'm like, no, actually, you exhaust me. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I <not>. love you. <laughs> yeah, I love being There's with you, and break. I love working with you. But now I gotta go home. Yeah, you know. And Michaela's like, man, I'm revved up. Like, let's go out. <laughs> Where's the next client meeting and the party? And I'm like, no. Yeah. So, last one here for you. What do you feel like business owners can do to make the world a better place? I would say treat your employees really well. Mm. Like have respect for your employees because they're human and they deserve that. So I think if you start there and you respect your employees and you treat them really well, they will only reflect that back onto the customers. Mm. So I think it starts there. You know, I, I think and we just actually had a conversation about this last night about, you know, another business that you know, whatever, wasn't treating an employee very fairly or whatnot. Or, mm -hmm. And I'm like, people, it doesn't matter if you're the boss or if you are the cashier. Mm -hmm. it, there, there has to be a two-way respect going on. Amen to that. And that, yeah, that has been something that we've, I'd say we've gone out of our way to try to be different than, you know, another business. And, you know, I think that has been very apparent in our employees. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, mm. I've been on jobs where it's just like, oh, I don't want to be here today. Mm. And that shows to the, to the people walking in. It's like, oh, 100%. you can tell you don't want to be here today. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like, if you can get the kids excited about coming to work and you know, that's going to just, like I said, that's going to come out to them, to the, to the people that, you know, walk in the door. Yeah. This kid's happy. Mm -hmm. He's Happy to be here. We made it a point to about a month ago to send each of our employees a handwritten note and just express like, hey, we're really happy that you're part of our team. And, you know, a few of them responded back. They're like, hey, thanks for that note. Like, that was that was awesome. So it does make all the difference. And I'll just tell a very brief story. But I was in a chain restaurant and never had had terrible service there or anything, but nothing that overly excited me either, you know wasn't having any real expectations. And it was in an interesting situation where had just been through a pretty rough day afternoon with a friend of mine and was along with me. And I was really worried actually about how the interactions were going to go just based off of the day. Mm -hmm. And it had just been high stress. And I wasn't sure this was a new place for them. And I didn't know how that was going to go over, you know, and all that. And I was like, oh, this could go one way. It was going another way. Mm -hmm. And there was a young fellow behind the counter, and I would guess, you know, I probably shouldn't guess, but he, he seemed high school to early college, very young. 
um, appeared. I appear super young sometimes, especially when I'm a lot younger, so I should be careful about <laughs> age profile right. people. But um, a young man, and this was a new experience for my friend, and you know, some spicy foods were involved. Sometimes that can trigger things, and right. that young man was so delightful. I literally was like, I I nearly cried over food as we went through the line, and he. You know, I mentioned to my friend, I said, just explain, you don't, you know, love spice. And he took such time right. to explain every single, one of those where there's compartments and mm-hmm. there's all these ingredients. He explained every single one, even the spicy ones, so that it was truly a decision that she, my friend, got to make. Right. And I was like, you literally changed the whole trajectory of this day and this evening and it made a huge difference. Yes. And, you know, you're like, was that management? Was it him? You know, all these things that play in. But I think it's just so important. Those The employees, the people who are behind the counter, they make, we talk about world change. Yeah. Changed our world yeah. for that day, which then changes so many other things. Yeah. And so I was like, I went up afterwards, got a lid, and I'm like looking for a name tag. And like, <laughs> I got I to gotta write corporate <laughs> Absolutely. about yeah, you. Yeah, this person needs to be recognized. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I was like, I thank you so much for that. Oh, no big deal. People don't know. And I was like, no, I don't think you understand. Right. Like, thank you. Not everyone will take the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, it is huge. And yeah. we get, you know, posts on social media or Google reviews that just, say how wonderful the staff was mm-hmm. you know so i i love i love hearing that because i truly think we have some great employees we got yeah. we got really we got really lucky well i don't know if luck is really i certainly luck right. can play in but i think yes. a lot of hard work and that yeah. grit and you guys have poured into people and made that a point and so nice job with just bringing some delight to the world yeah. and for bringing that here today serving and serving a little happiness serving right? a little happiness <laughs> exactly right <laughs> And thanks for serving some happiness here. I think this was yeah. super encouraging for this people awesome. and and fun. And I'm coming in to try. What was it again? The the, the blended latte. I'm coming in for a yes. blended latte. Yes. Well, we'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, if people want to find you, is there a best social media channel? We'll link to everything, of course. But I would anywhere. S- yeah, I would say Instagram is probably our best. I think it's at cup and cone underscore Bennington. Perfect. And then there's a Facebook page too that I usually copy things on. So excellent. Yeah. We'll link to that. And I always say too, like, even if you're in a different state, like reach out to these people. Like yeah. if you're trying to open something or do something, like Absolutely. you guys are awesome. So thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, anything that we can share with someone else, we sure will. Absolutely. Um, we we went down that road with a couple of people. It's like, man, I wish I would have reached out or asked the question. Yes. You know, just a simple, yeah, don't do that, do this, or here's my experience. Mm-hmm. I want to try this. You know, just a little olive branch goes a long way. Well, thanks for extending that today. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. yeah this was awesome. fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm glad.